0: are listening to the Project Weight Loss Podcast, where your best life is just one project away. And now, your host and life coach, Fina Perez. How is everyone today? Hope you're doing okay. I'm sending love to all of you out there that are experiencing some sort of challenge. I totally get it. So today, we're going to be talking about holding space. Communication, really, but specifically holding space, which is a type of communication and to me is a type of service. This topic was requested, and I have to say that it's a topic that holds so much value to me and to the work that I do. It's a foundation to my work as a life coach. And you know, I love getting requests from you because I want it to be that we're communicating. So you can DM me, direct message me on Instagram at fina.projectweightloss, or you can contact me on my website, projectweightloss.org. And I want to say that communication is king or queen, however you want to see it, in so many instances. And sometimes, many times, it's that nonverbal communication that can be very helpful. But before getting deep into what holding space is and what holding space is not, I want to quickly share a personal note. I've been thinking lately about hiking a portion of the Pacific Crest Trail, the John Muir portion of the PCT in California. This idea has been circling around in my mind for years, and I've made some decisions around it. And you know what? It gives me so much peace and yes, a little bit of excitement too. My Remy has agreed to hike it with me, as I've mentioned in the past, and that makes me feel especially safe and adventurous all at the same time. So barring any injuries, that is a plan in 2024. But before that, my training continues for my Camino de Santiago trip in September. And goodness, I love my hiking friends and all of it will help me to get ready for the PCT eventually. (laughs) So exercise in the mountains is where it's at, my dear friends. At least for me lately, I dream of mountains. How about you? Any mountains in your sights? Even metaphorically? I hope so. I hope you're conquering and scaling those mountains. And I also want to give a quick shout out to HappyGal99, who wrote a review on Apple Podcasts for me and shared that the concepts we talk about here are applicable to any challenge in our lives. And of course, I completely agree with her. Thank you, Happy Gal. I love that. I'm sending you such good vibes and thoughts through the ether, and I'm so rooting for you. And I have to say, I'm really proud of all of my clients. One of my clients in particular recently shared that they have lost 30 pounds. Wow, so good, right? So 30 pounds down, and they shared how they're getting so much out of our coaching. And you know, I'm ruined for all of you, whether I work with you one-on-one, whether you're getting value from the podcast, or whether you're someone in my personal life. And for me, on a personal level, this last couple of weeks have been a little rough. One, because I wasn't feeling 100%, but the other was because I was really sad for one of my dear nieces who is going through some challenging times. I love her dearly, and I'm rooting for her too. My podcast today was written while thinking about her and just loving on her because she's such a kind and thoughtful person. I worked on holding space for her this week as best as I could. You see, in the end, this topic of holding space is so valuable in all of these instances. It is, in a way, a way to communicate. And for our Project Weight Loss, as we lose the things that hold us back, going through that process, our meaning of it all, as we navigate the challenging times with the help of others, the connection of others, it's my hope that in these podcasts and really in all my episodes that we learn these tools for our lives and that we take these tools and we make them our own. And to me, what can happen at times is that when we use these tools, it creates a ripple effect, whether we're living by example, or we're using the tools to be of service to others, service to the world. You know, as I was writing my notes for the podcast, and I was thinking about my needs and how important and interesting communication is, and it is especially important for project management. And I have to bring it back here because whether it's the important projects of our lives or the projects we hold at our work, it comes down to a few important things. And today, those areas are communicating with our stakeholders, our people, and to provide service. So much of what we do involves some sort of interaction with someone or someone's And I love communicating. I love speaking and listening and learning from others. And I'm one of those people that doesn't really get nervous with public speaking in general. But I do see how it can be nerve wracking to speak with others when you don't know them that well or to speak with others during difficult situations. There is a lot to this idea of communication. There's active listening. There's mirroring or mimicking, which is also called Gakias reaction, and it can be done consciously or unconsciously. But alas, that's not the topic today because that's not specifically holding space. I bring it up only to say that there's so many ways in which to communicate. You've heard me talk about the form technique in my holiday tips episode, which is to have conversation topics of family, occupation, recreation, and someone's motivation. So all of these types of communications boil down to making connections. We Me, including, instinctively want to feel connected. We want to connect with our loved ones. That's why my John Muir trip with my Remy is so important to me. And that's why I get excited for you out there, working to better your life for you. And yes, that's why I felt so much pain this last week talking with my loved ones. And this talking, this connection helps our Project Weight Loss in so many ways. It gives us strength and fortitude through those connections with our tribe, our friends, our family, our people. It makes us feel like we belong, like we are understood. And this is where holding space lies at its base, an understanding and empathy over someone else's situation. And how I want to describe understanding here is not an understanding as you know what the person is going through but an understanding that this human being in front of you is experiencing joy or pain in some spectrum. And I want to pause a moment here because I want to be really clear of what holding space is not. Holding space is not about you. It's not about mimicking or mirroring. It's not about whether you say the right thing during the form technique. It's not about what you say at all. Because it's not about you. Consider the thought, it's not about me. Not that you don't matter, but that holding space in its fundamental essence is about somebody else. Instinctively, when we communicate with others, we're listening. But we're also not listening because we're taking in what they're saying and we're formulating a response in our minds. And in that moment of formulating a response, we have disengaged from the conversation. And as I think of this, I love the Maester Stephen Covey's perspective. He said that most people do not listen with the intent to understand. They listen with the intent to reply. To me, this is where we need to be cognizant, aware of that intent and clean that up. You see, it doesn't matter that you say the right thing or you say the wrong thing because it's not about what you're saying. And so when you really think it's not about you, it's about the other person and what they're saying and what they're thinking and what they're feeling, then there's a huge sense of relief. It's as if a huge weight gets lifted because when you think really it's not about how I feel or what I'm going to say or do, it's about the other person. And that's what's really being there for someone else does. And that's the main component of holding space, right? It's the concept that this individual needs me potentially. We don't even know if they really need you, right? Because they may not even be able to see you really if the pain is so deep. Now, Let me give you an example of this. When I lost my father many years ago, he died suddenly. I remember going to the airport and I remember it as if it was all a blur. (laughs) I remember buying my tickets at the ticket counter and the stewardess, the lady talking to me was sweet and encouraging, but you see, I wasn't truly listening. I saw her smile. I remember her looking for flights for me to get to my dad, but I couldn't tell you what she said. It's as if she was talking past me. It wasn't her fault because it wasn't about her. In that moment of my grief, I just nodded yes. I had no idea what she said because I wasn't in that headspace to even listen to her. So it didn't matter what she said. So sometimes when you're there for someone, they may receive you being there and they may not. And what's so beautiful about thinking the thought it's not about you is that they may just know that you were there that you were there beside them for them. And sometimes it is incredibly powerful to just be there beside someone. If you're open and they're open and they can just let everything they need to out or just say what they need to say in that moment and you're there just to receive it and hold it and hold them metaphorically and sometimes physically too when they're crying and not say anything necessarily right back. Because right away, what we want to do is we want to offer our suggestions or our opinion. Well, let me tell you what I did. Let me tell you what worked for me. Let me tell you what will work for you. And that's not how holding space works. Holding space is being there a 100% for the other individual and helping them to process what they need to process for them. You know, What's so interesting to me is that if you've listened to my podcast, I'm constantly talking about how it's important for us to love ourselves and for us to be there, understanding that we're whole, right? Of course, in my mind, that's a non-negotiable to know we're whole. And this is in part so that when you're there for someone else, you can be confident in your knowledge that you're whole. And this completeness of you is great because then you can set yourself aside for a minute. I love that. I set myself aside and say I'm whole and now it's time for me to help this other person be whole too. And so I set my perspective aside for a minute, set it aside for a little bit to allow this person to be true to themselves in that moment. And this is in part why I love coaching so much because I'm trained to hold space and trained to coach when it's time to coach. When a friend of yours, a family member, is going through an experience that is very difficult for them, you're not coaching them. You're being you and helping them process their feelings, whether it's grieving or when a relationship has been fractured or when someone didn't get what they wanted to get and they're highly disappointed, then holding space can be so valuable for them. And even when someone is super excited and they're celebrating something, we can hold space then too in that joy, or in that grief, or in that loss with them. And you know, I try very hard to not coach on a personal level, I want to hold space for sure when I feel it's merited. But when I'm just being with my loved ones, I'm going to commiserate with them when it's casual, and being fully present with them as much as possible. The other thing I want to say about holding space is that one of the tools that is very helpful to me to be able to hold space for someone else is to clean up our own thinking about the situation, right? Clean up my thinking. And this can be done in a couple ways. The first is a very simple process of just getting a piece of paper and writing for a couple of minutes all your own feelings without inhibition about the other person and their situation. And this is helpful because it's like we're cleaning up our mind to have a clean space for the other person. The other thing that you can do is, of course, the very task model where you visualize yourself being there for the person and being aware of any personal emotions that come up, seeing yourself holding those emotions and instead creating a safe space for them to be in. And I like to start with that vision and that overcoming first. And then I think of another thing that the Master Stephen Covey has said, which is to begin with the end in mind. What is the result of what you want? How do you want to help them? To me, I want to be there for that person and offer the space and ability for that individual to move through their emotions safely and productively for them. And if I can't do that ahead of time because of sudden news or a sudden conversation, then I just watch my own emotions and hold my thinking and speaking to myself, almost as if there's a physical space in front of us both. We're side by side, looking at that space, feeling that emptiness of it so that the other person can fill it. It's as if they have a bucket that they have the option of filling. It's their space, 100%, their space to fill. And for me as a life coach, I can clean up my mind to be ready for my clients to allow them to fill their space 100%. It requires self-awareness, being cognizant of the other person, actively listening, watching the person and being truly with that person in that moment. So I wanna pause and say that is that many times we think we're a good communicator when we speak a lot. We hold the conversation and can hold someone's interest. But to me, communication can be two ways and also at a different level, one way, in the idea of holding space, but also in the idea of knowing how to communicate the type of communication that is needed. You're in a group setting, hanging out with your friends. Well, it's two-way communication. You're sharing something that happened with your partner. Well, that can be two way too. And when someone is processing something deep, then that's where the communication technique of holding space comes in. The premise is to get out of your head and into the other person. And so this is really great because it relieves a lot of pressure away from us, from what we may want to say. And sometimes when people are naturally this way, we think they're really good listeners, really good communicators. People think that this person listening is a great person. And it's completely true. Why? Because I've seen the power of holding space. I've witnessed this power. You can feel it and live it in action when you practice it. I was recently reminded of this with one of my loved ones. This lovely person was in so much turmoil and grief over her situation. And as I listened, I wanted to say, it will be okay, but I don't know if it will be okay. I wanted to say, I understand, but that hadn't happened to me. So I can't truly say I understood. And I watched my brain and in a quick flash, I remembered, it's not about me. And it's not about what I know or don't know. It's not about whether I can understand or not understand. It's all about being there. And if I feel like crying with her, I will cry. And if I cannot cry, I will not cry. I focused on being genuinely present for her in that small moment in space. I focused laser sharp on her, on her face, her words, her hurt, her tears, And in my mind, the only thought that came up was, I will hold space for you. And the emotions I felt so vividly were love and pain. And I stopped and I looked at her again and I held space for her the best that I could because it was not about me. It was all about her and her pain and her space. So as you go out this week, I ask you to consider that if you come across a situation where someone is in a lot of pain, can you come out of yourself for a space and time and give that space to them? And I ask you to consider that if someone has a great joy that they want to share with you, that you revel in that joy with them and allow them that space for them. And with that, my dear friends, I will leave you today with the quote from Albert Camus. Don't walk in front of me, I may not follow. Don't walk behind me, I may not lead. Just walk beside me and be my friend. Have a great week, everyone. Hey, thanks for listening. If you're ready to achieve your weight loss goal and grow into your most authentic and amazing self along the way, check out our website at projectweightloss.org. See you there.